Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first Bloombox Kids Edition. And we thought this solstice episode that we just recorded would be a wonderful time to do a little bit of information just for kids so that if you wanted to listen with your kids, grandkids, whoever, kids in your lives, don't find random ones, <laughs> make sure you know them, um, that you could listen to this little bit and maybe have something to talk about, um, science-y, garden-y, whatever it is. So I am here with John, who, John, I'm going to let you introduce yourself again. Okay. And in a way that kids know. Okay. Um, I'm John. I work at the NSA and doing help in the greenhouse and planting trees and other plants. Um, but I went to school for animal science. So I spent a lot of my time in the past four years reading and working with animals of all different kinds. Um, and that's just kind of my passion in life is to, you know, handle and, and read about and learn about animals of all different kinds. So if you like animals, that might be something to think about if you're trying to decide what you want to do with your life Definitely. in the future. Perfect. So we want to talk a little bit about what animals do in the winter. So can you give us a quick overview of the four things that animals might do in the winter? Yeah. So the four strategies for overwintering that animals use is migration. So, you know, flying south to the Caribbean or Mexico or somewhere that's warmer than there is here. Um, to escape the winter cold. There's hibernation, which is, you know, going through an extended period of slowed growth and, and slowed body rates. Um, and then there's toughing it out uh, or just staying active during the winter. And we see that a lot with coyotes. Um, and that's why you can see coyote tracks in the snow. Or foxes. Or foxes. And that's what humans do. Right. That's what we do. Some of us. <laughs> And then there's torpor, which is basically only um, staying inside when it's really, really cold out or staying in their dens. I don't want to say inside, but... Um, underground, underground, in between rocks, right. in between the bark of a tree, uh-huh. all of those are Hollowed places. out trees, yeah, mm-hmm. all of that. Log piles, leaf piles, all of those things. Um, and that's to only stay inside during when it's really, really bad out, but to go outside when it's... Um, less harsh. Okay, so what are some examples of animals that do each? Like with migration, we know of quite a few birds, right? right? Uh-huh. So the sandhill crane, the goose, mm-hmm. um, many songbirds will right. do that, as well as the monarch butterfly, mm-hmm. right, are all things. So what's an example of something that hibernates? Um, the, I think that the best example would be a bear, even though we don't have those in Nebraska. Uh, they go through true hibernation. So they, you know, sleep for three or four months and come out when when it's spring and sunny. Um, but a, a Nebraska native animal that that goes through true hibernation would be like a ground squirrel or a chipmunk. And both of those things, you know, hoard food for the winter and um, actually go through hibernation. Yeah. Okay, and so then we've already talked about examples of things that just tough it out, right? The fox, the coyote. Right. Usually bigger predators, Uh owls, Mm -hmm. hawks will do that as well. So what's an example of something that goes into that torpor? So that would be like skunks, raccoons, and badgers. Um, So those are more, you know, of our furry friends too, where they can go outside and and live during those harsh periods 
um, a little bit more insulated, a little bit warmer than a lot of other things, but they still do need to escape the deep snows or the really fast winds and stuff like that. Great. So now let's talk about um, ectotherms, cold-blooded animals. So, so that would be like snakes and frogs and toads and lizards, right. all of that. Uh-huh. So how do they make it through? Because they their body temperature changes with the whatever the temperature is outside. Right. So a lot of them uh, try to escape the frost line by going underground. Um, and so I think, I believe in Nebraska, it's four feet. Um, but if you go under four feet into the ground, um, it's typically like 60 degrees year round. So a lot of them will try to escape to there because it's a lot easier to keep your body temperature up uh, when it's 60 degrees around you. So how does a snake do that? Do they dig with their noses? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they actually would use tunnels that other animals have dug, like a badger or a prairie dog, something like along those lines. Um, Cause yeah, they don't dig. Right. Most of them. There are some instances where they, where they can, but the ones in Nebraska, you're not gonna see that a lot. So what about like a turtle? I know there's cool stories about how turtles make it through. Definitely, yeah. So for a lot of turtles in Nebraska, we see them hibernating in the ponds that they frequent. So they will actually stay underwater um, in deep ponds because you don't, you don't want to be in a pond that's frozen solid. So ones that don't completely freeze, they'll go under and bury themselves in the sedimentation or the soil um, at the very bottom. The mud. The mud, yeah. <laughs> bury themselves in mud. And uh, so you might be thinking, how do they, how do they breathe? during this time because turtles need to breathe right they can't just hold their breath forever no especially not for three months right um so they actually breathe through their butt or or their throat but they most of them breathe through their butt mostly through their butt holes Uh (laughs) through their buttholes yeah (laughs) they actually so they leave their butt out of the mud and the rest of their body so they're like just stuck in the mud head in butt out pretty much yeah head in butt out of the mud breathing through it um, you know, taking in oxygen throughout through the water and, and releasing carbon dioxide. And you can't see this process. Um, it happens through the skin. But yeah, a lot of them do that. And it's very interesting and funny. And if you have a pond in your backyard that doesn't freeze, like a koi pond, you can maybe see your turtles doing this. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. Okay, well, thank you, John, for teaching us all about how animals make it through the winter. We hope uh, all of you enjoyed this edition, the very first of Boombox Growing Deeper, Kids Edition. (laughs) Uh, We'll try to do a few more. If you like it, definitely let us know. Leave the reviews so that we know. Or you can email us, of course, and tell us. Or just, you know, send it into the universe. I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) So thank you for listening, everybody. Bloombox and Bloombox Growing Deeper are both programs of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum.